Ayo, the hogs are back, baby. And we got the daddest podcast in the game. We got the most mediocre podcast in the game. We're out here not doing big things, but we're doing just all right. What's up, guys? Happy Monday. We're happy to be able to give you that little escape from from that Monday morning drive or that Monday morning blues. Or if you're listening to this midweek, just an escape from anything that might be going on. Your boys are here. Look, we're not talking politics or any of that BS. We're just talking about current events and all the norm. And by the way, happy 20th episode, a milestone for the hogs. Thank you for coming along for the ride and all the support you all have shown us and all the love. We finally got merch out and it's crazy because it took us forever. We've been talking about it for about like, eh, probably about like six months or however long from the beginning, actually. But if you would like a shirt, DM us your size and we'll put one aside. Shirts are very limited right now. We only got a couple extra larges left, a couple larges. Uh, I think we have like five mediums, five or so. But anyways, $15, you can wrap the hogs and spread the good word about the most mediocre podcast in the games, the most mediocre workers in the room. So with that being said, this week we are discussing the Kim and Kanye divorce. Sad that they became a, st- a statistic, but who who didn't think that was going to happen? We're talking Tim Tebow retiring, talking about his ups and downs, what what his career was like. Was it a failure? How much success he had, etc. We're also going to be talking Texas. You know, very unfortunate stuff that's going on down there, but I think we have a, a take that might might surprise some people. And there's so much more. So with that being said, let's get it. Bro, I need a review. Of what? (laughs) Don't act like I didn't just catch you like two hours ago out here digging for snacks at target bro so yeah guilty guilty so the boy's on a weight loss journey and he was not looking for healthy snacks so anybody who watched the super bowl or anything like that they might have caught the uh matthew mcconaughey commercial with the 3d doritos i've been on a tear lately for the last two weeks since the super bowl that next day i've been going to target i've been searching online Nobody has these damn 3D Doritos. They're non-existent. And then I finally went on the Target app for like the millionth time. And then I saw it. They had it at Victor. Bro, I got my ass to Victor so fast. We had it in the pickup. The, uh, you know, like you can, they bring it out to you. So I had it like, like a waiter brought brought my 3D Doritos out. Dude, you must have felt like a king. Bro, I was the happiest man. And I... (laughs) When I saw you, I was like happy and I, I was torn. I didn't know whether to go to the parking space to get the pickup or go say hi real quick. That's how excited I was. <laughs> I would have respected you just going up and getting the pickup because that's, <laughs> like I said, man, that's being a, you're a king, bro. You were in your chariot and you just had the peasants come out and give you what you need. Bro, like I, I, I had a really good day. It, it wasn't like a bad day or anything, but I'm just saying, 
if I was having a bad day, it would have been like the best day ever, like instantly 180 just because of these Doritos. So the guy brings out the Doritos, right? Puts it in the window, everything. First instinct. Whoosh, open, open that the bag. bag up. Bro, yes, sir. Open the bag, ate half the bag on the way home. It barely made it home. The Doritos, I, I'd give it a solid 8.5 out of 10 on a realistic Ooh. scale. My excitement matched the how good they were, but they weren't the best chip I've ever had. They were definitely very good, though. Damn, dude. So the best chip I ever had when we were younger, um, Doritos had the 3D. They had the 3D jalapeno ones, and that was the best chip. No one can tell me that was not the best chip other than maybe the Ruffles, um, sour cream and cheddar. That goes hard, bro. It does go hard, especially that in the school vending hard. machines. Yes, sir, dude. You saw that blue white bag with the orange chip and you were like, yo, this is it's it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be solid. It's game time. Um, so I would say either the 3D Doritos that was jalapeno or Ruffles would be the best chip ever that's like a 10 that's on a scale of 10 to me those are definitely tens so the the 3d doritos now the reboot they don't have the jalapeno one because i agree the jalapeno one was my favorite chip i don't know why they stopped it they only had spicy cooler ranch and i think spicy cheddar i went with the spicy cooler ranch because like cooler ranch plus the spicy your boy was in it like that was that was the go-to like i love that but it was, a, it was an 8.5. It definitely doesn't touch the jalapeno of the past. Um, on my chip ratio, if we're going to go like traditional flavors and stuff, I'm a big barbecue guy, but I would have to say I'm also a big Cheeto guy. So the Cheeto family for me is up there with the uh, higher echelon of chips. Now, let me ask you something, and I may think less or more of a man after you answer this. Okay. Puffs or crunchies? Ooh. I can't say both, huh? No, you got to pick one, dude. Damn. Um, Since I have to pick one, I'm going to go puffs. But, yes, sir. But I have to say this. The fiery hot Cheetos are a game changer. Those are like my favorite Cheetos. But if we're doing traditional flavors, the puffs are the way to go. Yeah, puffs are absolutely amazing i heard i don't i've never actually seen them but i heard they were gonna have puffs that were flaming hot i've never seen them either but if they do yeah. I'll, I'll be just as excited as i was for like these 3d doritos <laughs> but bro this is supposed to be this is season two right 20th episode season two season two 20th episode we we did big things and we're doing such big things right now that we finally got our merch order and it's in the works. It's going to be arriving hopefully within the next week and a half to two weeks. And we're halfway sold out. Like we only have a couple extra larges left, a couple larges left and like three mediums. Our two XL for the big hefties gone. We're living up to the hog name, bro. These, these two X's. <laughs> bro. With the hog name, I didn't even bother ordering smalls. Like, no, no, not a shot. No, you can't order smalls with a name like the hogs. But dude, that's it, man. Fifteen dollars for shirts. So we're out here, out here, and it's good for every occasion. If you have a wedding to go to, put the hog shirt on. If mm. you're going to like, I don't know, what, what's another big event? Because I don't think there's too many big events during a pandemic. 
Funeral. Funeral. Hog Nation shirt. We're yeah. there. Maybe That's put it in the thing. Respect. Yeah. Just just light it up. Light up the road with it. So this is a conversation starter. Everybody's going to be like, oh, it's Hog Nation. We'll let them know. And then we'll get more viewers and then more merch. Rolling effect. Rogan, we're coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> we got a ways to go, but we're coming for you, bro. Yeah, only like a million and a half more viewers and we're good. Yeah, it's but, not that much. There's 7.5 billion people in the world, bro. So we just got to capture our audience and we're out here. Oh, yeah. I think we're doing a great job. So... <laughs> With this being said, this is a moment for celebration. What has been your favorite moment so far of the pod? So I can't believe we actually made it to 20 episodes. Like we've really been doing a solid job every week of putting stuff out. And is it the best content? Hell no, it's not the best content. Nope. It's pretty average. I'd give it if I was grading this paper, I would give it a 65 to a 70. It's all right. You know That's what, I'm what we're striving for, man we're passing at this point. That's all that matters. We're getting that, you know, C minus D plus. Um, I would say going back to your question, the, my favorite moment of the 20 episodes that we've done was probably the big film episode. Just how, (laughs) how um, enthusiastic he was about um, Halloween was awesome. It was great to see him, just be so happy about something and he he you can tell he genuinely loves halloween and and you know that boy like rehearsed like he he was kind of like he was ready for it and he he came to the table i remember he he might have been a tiny bit late that day if i'm not mistaken dude he went to the neighbor's house and he knocked on their door it was like 7 30 in the morning he was knocking on the neighbor's door he's like you said it was by the one that had a witch i was like dog i said it was next to it went to the neighbor's house and for all of you listening we recorded that episode at like 7 30 8 o'clock in the morning so this boy phil Stendardo, the big ham hawk just jacked as heck just knocking on doors looking for witches in the morning that's how could that you imagine because you're knocking on your door i bet yeah i'm answering it. that dude's big as hell <laughs> just no chance but dude he that was my favorite strictly because of <clears throat> how funny he was some of the stuff to say was just so outlandish but it, it made sense like the the power ranger stuff all made sense like everyone hit that when they were younger everyone was a power ranger everyone wanted to you know kick ass and take names like a power ranger did um and just how how he was even though that episode you have to turn your volume up back down turn it up turn it back down just because he was getting a little excited but i love it anybody that knows phil that's that's how he is he's just a great guy and in halloween rock so it was it was a good combination and that that was definitely uh it's up there and if i can listen back to that episode and just start laughing because on the hidden files dude there's so much stuff that i had (laughs) to take out that it was just amazing but (laughs) If you ever want to listen to that hidden files, just let us know. We'll put something out on the side because if yeah. we can't put it on the air, we'll get canceled. <laughs> Strictly because of Phil. Strictly because of Phil. But for me, my favorite episode, man, I'd have to say either our. F- so all our guests have been great. I wish I could say every single guest that we had on that was my favorite episode. But I'm going to go with the first episode when we were still trying to figure everything out. Like if you I just listened to the first episode like two nights ago 
and we sound it so uncomfortable like 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 we really didn't know what we were doing which we had no clue what we were doing we sounded still like don't. idiots still don't know <laughs> still what we're don't. doing but we sound like idiots that think we know what we kind of are doing yeah. and like i think moments like that were um definitely my favorite because we were trying to navigate so hard and then like we still do it we still put out a flow chart and everything just to help us get through but we get off topic and then we just don't talk about the stuff that we wrote down and it just it, it works out better for us and uh that that's definitely one of my favorite moments episodes and i have to say seeing like natron brian like everybody who's come on like i haven't seen them in a long time so shout like, out dom shout out dom exactly like all these people we made the podcast catching up so with vinny catching up with vinny solid bill's episode was phenomenal too that absolutely was absolutely being able to piece all those people together and just see how, that was another thing how enthusiastic they are about the team and it, like you said in you know a couple episodes ago it kind of how they caught fire and you just kind of were embraced like you know the bills mafia and everyone was on the wagon so it was kind of like something like hell yeah these people like really showing how much they love their their sport their team yeah dude sports bring things together and i mean that's how we became friends is through sports so like i can see the brotherhood in that bills mafia trend and we got to speak to tan like when's the next time we're gonna speak to tan hopefully it's soon but like yeah. We went probably like what a year without seeing Tan, talking to her because she lives out all the way out in California now, right? Yeah, so it, that's crazy. This podcast shout, has done so much for us. Shout out to Tan being a solid uh, lady hog because we actually got big times by. Uh, I'm not going to name any names because I'm not out here throwing shit on people, but <laughs> we got big time by one of our guests. We asked them to come back on the pod, and they said they're not coming back on the pod. Yeah, and it wasn't disheartening or anything. We understand people are busy, but like it was disrespectful. She ghosted us. It was it was disrespectful. <laughs> it was kind of disrespectful because yeah. she answered, then ghosted us for a second time right after. Yeah, Tan has officially took over the top of the lady hogs and the <laughs> other lady hog that was previously on this. Um, we we shall not speak of her. She will be like Voldemort from now on. <laughs> after the big time big time effect she just had on us yeah like her stock rose just from being on the show and then she just left it was crazy like she hit superstardom and said peace yeah so we asked her to come on to you know have another episode and she basically said that um we're not good enough for her at this point. We got her career started out here in Hog Nation and now she just kind of decides this is you know, she wants to take take her party to bigger and, and better places. So. She basically LeBroned us. I don't think she realized we have merch now. So, <laughs> Right. She could have got that uh, discount. Yeah. $15. We would give it to you. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it to you for $15. <laughs> oh, man. But these last 20 episodes have been great. But from there, we have to move on. So everything that we've done in the past is a past. And it's only up from here. We can't get any worse. I We're not going to get much better. No. So I mean, we'll we, probably stay the same same way we're at right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're pretty stagnant. Um, 
and I'll tell you this, I, I don't plan on retiring soon. I, I got like another maybe 40 episodes in me. So yeah, maybe another, more. I think we cut the seasons into maybe like 10 episodes because that's still long. 20 episodes is a long time. So we'll call season two. Season two is going to be 10 episodes, people. We're saying yep. it now. Yep, And it makes sense. The thing with us, though, is we're cutting it into seasons, but we're not taking a break. Like, no. we're still going to be here next week, Monday, even though we went into season two. Like, that's just there's no off season. There's no he can take an off season. We can't. Right. Like, we're better than him. But oh, yeah. retirement is not in my future. Retirement's not in your future. But retirement was in Tim Tebow's future and now in his present. The man finally gave up on his baseball dream and retired from baseball. Dude, I was amazed that he was able to make it as far as he did in baseball. It's crazy, dude. That's how athletic he is. Yeah. He made it to a step below the major, like a step below the MLB. Yeah, dude. And I, I don't know if they brought him in as a publicity stunt or what was going on with that. I didn't really follow his career too much, but I, I do think um, I think he proved a lot of doubters wrong. I think he knocked a lot of goals off his list, but I just feel like he had so much left in football that we didn't get to see. Like the guy was great in college, and I think his career in football ended way too short, and I don't think baseball should have even been in his mindset. He should have been a 10-year player at very least in the NFL. I completely agree with you. I thought, you know, they said he had all these issues with throwing the ball. But at the end of the day, the dude's a winner. Like, he's going to find a way to win you the game. Maybe he throws for, you know, 175 and, you know, throws an interception and one touchdown. But at the same time, the dude's going to find a way to get you in every ball game. He did it every every freaking week in college that he was in college. He's the greatest, he's the greatest college quarterback I've ever seen to play the game. And then he – also got the Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game against a yep. good Steelers team. Yep, and Big Ben, Big Ben was in his prime at that time. Like, it, it's crazy. Like, he has all these accomplishments, and he only lasted what four years in the NFL. Fizzled out as a fullback. Yeah, I mean, they tried to move him to tight end. They tried to do all this other stuff with them. The guy's a quarterback. Let I. That's why I'm not big on the whole switching positions. You know. Um, they're not like they tried to do it to Lamar Jackson. I don't like that type of shit. Let him play quarterback. It's what he's played his entire life. Let him do that. But I think Tim Tebow didn't get a fair strictly because of the media circus that he brought to each team. You know, he was the backup quarterback on, I don't know if you remember this, but on New England Mm -hmm. and he was bringing, you know, publicity there because he's the backup quarterback there. He went to the Jets. He's bringing, you know, so much publicity there to an already fueled um media circus that is new york he's just everywhere he was going it was just too much um too much i don't want to say hype because it, it really wasn't hype, but people were so infatuated with what he was doing with the whole like you know christianity he always talked about god he talked about this and that and it was like people loved him or hated him there was no in the middle on, on tebow yeah definitely and So would you say that his beliefs in all his like uh, religious beliefs and everything ended up hurting his career more than anything? I would say that they may have, they may have hurt him, but I don't think 
would have ever he's a very like headstrong person and believes in what he believes in so he would never like back away from saying you know god and, and you know being the the type of person he is um just for the cameras so he was never going to change himself he, that's how i feel what do you think yeah i'm on that same page he was never going to change but um as you mentioned earlier for some reason there's a media circus everywhere he went in his uh, football career even in his baseball career but like usually when someone brings that kind of media circus with them at least recently it's all been kind of negative like everybody's following this one person because they said something like controversial or he has done something in his past etc cetera, etc cetera. It, it was a is a weird time because i think he was one of the first guys that everybody was surrounding him because of what he did in college because of how inspirational he was just uh he was the golden boy of college football and then he got to the nfl and it was just like everybody just wanted a piece of him i can't name the last person that last athlete, I should say, that drew that kind of attention without having any negativity surround him at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, no one on a college level has came out like, like he did. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, maybe, but I think he's even had – I mean, his career was a lot better than Trevor Lawrence, which is crazy to say, but right. <clears throat> I think his – you know, he had a lot more fame than Trevor Lawrence. Maybe another one would be Andrew Luck, who didn't have exactly the, but they didn't, they, you know, they don't have the publicity that he had, I guess, would be, would be the thing. All right, dude. It was the weirdest thing because he also, I I don't, it was something about that speech, that like halftime speech he gave in the national championship game where he was just like, I forget the exact word, but he's all like, this is for the rest of your life or whatever. Like, stuff like that got me hyped up and like to get me hyped up is pretty uh i wouldn't say it's hard to do but i get hyped up listening to like jesse mccartney type of stuff that dude actually like like when he started talking i was listening and i was like i kind of replay that before i work out every once in a while just to like get me motivated you know like there's there's an aura around tim tebow that i can't believe that he's i would say yeah he failed out of the nfl that's crazy to me I don't know if he got a fair shot. And I think with some people, you look at him and you're just like, no, that dude has the it factor. Like he's definitely got the IT. Like he's, he's just someone you want to follow as um, you know, if that's on your team, you're like, I feel confident because we got this guy leading our squad. But I don't, I don't necessarily know if he would have lasted a very long time in the NFL due to, how physical of a runner he was, how physical he played the game. You know, he got smashed a couple of times. Yeah. That Kentucky game. Yeah. I remember that. So playing throughout the years at any level of sports or anything, have you, who would you say was most relatable to Tim Tebow to you? Like inspirational wise, got you motivated and stuff like that. Teammates. Um, Like who I actually played with. Are you talking about like, pros that that you played with oh people that i played with that are extremely motivational uh i would say um anthony um you know he's a hog so he definitely motivated me he was someone who just got super hyped like dudes 
five foot, you know, he says five, seven, but no goddamn <laughs> chance. <laughs> Dudes, no, uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that's our boy. He's probably like five, five on a good day. And he would get in the biggest person's face, on the other team, you know, six, seven, get in their face, drop buckets. <clears throat> he was also a leader that would, um, that would always hold people accountable. And I think that's the biggest thing is he would, you know, no matter what you do, he would like, I watched him curl him dude out towards the end of a game that was on our team because he dropped the ball and uh, we were down one with like maybe, you know, five seconds left. Dude ends up stealing the ball and uh, Anthony ends up stealing the ball and winning the game. So it was, uh, I would say he's probably the best leader I ever played with. That, that that's a good one because like even in just like pickup the dude's a bulldog on the court absolutely and you like as his stature you wouldn't ever think like you know this dude's this dude's out here he's gonna be an animal but you look like you play with him you're like yo he is giving it his all like and i think that's what it is if someone's out there giving their everything it makes you do the same this scheduled interruption is brought to you by loria construction Need a new backsplash? He got you. Need that old patio redone? He got you. Loria Construction is there for most of your home improvement needs. Follow Loria Construction 585 on Insta. Also, mention the hogs, and you'll get a free estimate. Book now to get a head start on your spring renovations. Now back to the pod. So one of the most inspirational players that I think I've ever played with had to be uh, a big Tim Tebow fan himself in Dave Vosberg. Like, uh, there's a little bit of an aura around him, especially on the football field. Like, he played running back and safety for us. But if there was one dude that was giving it his all on every single play, it was him. Like, uh, motivational-wise, he always had the right thing to say. He knew how to make you laugh when, like, things were going bad. Little things like that. And then uh, I remember he broke his hand, and he had that sick interception in sectional. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, I do that diving one-handed grab or whatever he did. Yeah. Like, just little things like that. With a club on his hand. With a club on his hand, dude. Yeah. Like, little things like that were, like, uh, it was very Tebow-esque. Like, you knew, like, you were in a good spot when Dave was on the field. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with him. I played football and basketball with him, and I thought the same thing. He was a solid leader and. Just someone who wasn't overly vocal either as yep. a leader, but was extremely um, was extremely effective at being a leader. Like he, you know, was someone who, like you said, gave it his all. You're like, shit, this dude's the best player on the team, giving it his all. So, you know, every single person got to be out there busting their ass, you know? Absolutely. He didn't take any plays off, man, at all. He never took plays off. Dude is a machine, like, and he's another one. Like, he's tall. He was he's pretty muscular too. But like, there there's something about him that he was like ten times stronger than he looked. Like, the dude was a beast, mm-hmm. especially on the football field. Like, that's one guy you don't want to get hit by. Yeah. So he was a great leader. I think that was a really good one. Thanks, dude. And he's a Tim Tebow fan. So like, I kind of there there's a correlation there, right? There's something to be said. Tebow might have rubbed off on him a little bit. But, <laughs> probably but rest in peace tim tebow's career it's uh he'll be an analyst dude he'll be an analyst he'll probably more money doing that and honestly you're right yeah but speaking of rich people dude kim and kanye 
divorcees adding to the statistic officially divorced man who would have saw it coming who would have saw it coming not this guy yeah honestly i think this is something that i'm more interested in what her sister's doing with travis barker that's kind of a, a thing now that that's out there dude those yeah. uh, kardashians are something else man i just i think that's the weirdest uh relationship that i've heard of travis barker and courtney kardashian like Courtney is very like looks like she's well put together and you know very you know whatever not saying Travis Barker isn't but he's got face tattoos and he's completely <laughs> tatted up like the dude looks like a coloring book so I think dude was a megastar while she was like a teenager too like oh I he's that much older than her I'm not sure if he's that much older but he's definitely older by a decent amount I didn't I thought they were like around the same age because isn't uh, Courtney the same age as us around there? No, she's got to be older. Really? Yeah, she's like 30, mid-30s, late-30s maybe. Wow, I didn't know that. I thought she was a little bit younger. There's actually no statistical fact. What I'm saying is just an opinion. That's what I think. So I'm just going <laughs> with it. Uh, and that's why we need our damn fact checker back. We need the pandemic to end because we need that. That, that dude on the keyboard making sure we're, we're in line sometimes. Yeah, we furloughed his ass, though, so. <laughs> but, yeah, back, back to the topic at hand. Um, do you think she's going through a phase? Courtney or Kim? Courtney. <sighs> maybe. But if she's 30-something, maybe not the best time to be going through a phase, you know. I don't know. She seems like I said, man, she's someone who looks like she's got it together. So maybe Travis Barker's actually got it together too. And we just don't know. But <laughs> I guess love is blind, right? Yeah. That, I mean, some, some people uh, benefit off the blindness like myself. Cause like, bro, I'm not that much of a looker, but I, I got a good personality. So dude, you're a, you're a 10 out of 10 man I, I can't grow a beard though i can't grow a beard in today's society that doesn't mean much ah, that's true but i'm patchy look at this yeah, you can see it. oh disregard yeah you're not a 10 out of 10 with that patchy ass beard no dude no we'll give you a yeah you're, you're dropping some serious points now i'm seeing that beard oh trust me i know but it's gonna be taken Why care of you just shave it why would i shave it dude it's gonna grow into be like this uh like magical beard that like everybody's gonna flock towards full of charisma no not not what i'm seeing right now i usually agree with you on a lot of shit but this yeah. is something that i just can't agree with you on yeah i, I just gotta tell myself stuff to get my confidence up but i will be shaving because i'm getting my hair cut from one of the one of the elite barbers in victor this week so let's go <laughs> Dude, we're all over the place with this pod right now. I was just thinking, like, <laughs> we're talking about edgy-ass beards, top 20 episode moments, Doritos chips. Dude, we're all over the face place. Face tattoos. Face tattoos. That's what we're about, though, as the hogs. We're just all over the goddamn As As long as our uh, listeners feel like they're part of the conversation, I'm cool with it. Like, no matter where you are, whether you're in California, whether you're in New York, even if you're in Texas. What about Hawaii? Hell yeah, in Hawaii too. Like, you know, 
we're we're everywhere. We're worldwide. But with that, what is going on in Texas, dude? Oh shit, that was a transition. I just completely just absolutely yeah. messed that one up. Yeah, God but it's okay. It. You messed it up with Hawaii, bro. Like I, I'm down for messing anything up with Hawaii because your boy yeah, rides or dies your, for Hawaii. I was giving your people the shout out, bro. And I just ruined our transition. Dude, we're to day one on the pod. We just are so <laughs> awkward. I don't know what the hell we're doing. We suck. It's um, right. Dude, Texas, I didn't realize. So I looked up some stuff today. Do you know 20 people died from like the this whole situation going on? I didn't know 20 people died. But yeah, I did know a lot of people are losing their homes and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I saw that that 20 people like don't fact check me because i actually got this from one of those snapchat reels like this is how i get my information bro like (laughs) some people get their information from cnn some people get their information from like fox news or abc or whatever i get mine from like instagram and snapchat like when i see the reels i'm like the dumbass that like clicks on it and i'm like oh okay they 20 people died from this so do not quote me on this shit it's what i saw on snapchat honestly um, like looking at everything though like it that seems like it would be the truth because like i've seen what pipes bursting then turning into ice people's houses are flooded catching fire all this and that so like i i think you're right i i'm not gonna fact check it or anything but dude the um i saw like a like it had to be over 30 car pileup. Did you see that on one of the expressways down there? I did not. Absolutely bananas. Just like um, tractor trailers, like several tractor trailers, cars, all this stuff. And it's just, dude, it looks bad out there, man. Because I, I know in previous conversations, you had a different view on what was I going did. on in Texas. So I'm going to be honest with all of our viewers at this point. I thought initially texas was acting hella soft i thought that they were not able to deal with the snow and you know being from new york you're kind of like all right you know we deal with this shit you know on a regular basis like once you know whatever and they come to find out you know they're losing power losing water losing all this stuff and i'm kind of like oh well i guess it's a little more than that but when the snow first came down it wasn't much more people acting like real assholes than the people down there yeah dude i i I can't believe i I can't believe snow can put an entire state like that out of commission like i i think that's the wildest thing that's happened in 2021 so far yeah i'd agree i mean they just weren't they were caught flat-footed they just weren't ever able to deal with it from what i saw like the natural resources of it's like coal is one of the main things that help it's like the fossil fuel stuff so i'm gonna I'll say a lot of shit that doesn't make any sense because i don't know what i'm talking about so if you want to tune out feel free to but <laughs> it's the fossil fuel and the things that they needed like coal was one that um dead ass i'm not joking bro I, this, it's this the fossil also, fuel bro this was also on the Snapchat. Yeah, well, I'm not sure where I'm going with that. But it was something to do with fossil fuel. And that's why it's so bad because they're not able to get, like, certain shit. It has a lot to do with the fossil fuel, bro. Just <laughs> list, just look that shit up. Look it up. Uh, 
So one thing that I saw was, that was very interesting, and it wasn't fossil fuel related or anything like that, but it's uh, energy related. And it's there's certain parts of Texas that went green. So they're using like uh, renewable energy sources such as windmills and stuff. And I saw that the windmills actually froze over, which stopped their entire like power grid for that specific area. And because the windmill stopped like rolling because they froze. Right. I, I, that's something I would have never thought of. So this was also on that Snapchat shit. Wind is only 6% of their uh, whatever the goddamn uh, like what heats it and stuff like that. Wind is only 6%. Now, they also said, I wish I would have paid attention to this a lot better because I didn't really pay attention to it all that well because I'm not able to relate any of this shit like I'm supposed to. But they said North Dakota and South Dakota also have those big ass windmills like that. And they don't freeze over like that. Like they haven't ever had them. So like right. it's frozen like that. Right. Like I- I've never seen that. Like I never thought about that. And if you think about it, like 6% of an entire state, that's still a lot. Like what oh, we're, sure. we're talking about like uh, the biggest thing during the pandemic has been 1% of the population died or whatever. And like people are freaking out about that. Think about 6% of Texas's energy is just gone because the windmills aren't spinning anymore. Right. And we don't even know. It might be more than that. That's just some shit that I semi listen to off Snapchat. (laughs) But do people, the thing, the Ted Cruz thing, you've seen that? Bro, I would have been doing the same thing if I was Ted Cruz. If you got the money, hell. Yeah. Like, I understand he probably, not probably, he shouldn't have gone, whatever. No. But, like, he, he's taking his family to the warmth. Like, uh, what you want someone to do? You want him to be miserable like everybody else? Like, Ted should have hit his ass. Ted should have hit him with the, oh, we had this this trip planned for months now. <laughs> and we had the tickets prepaid. We could, we weren't going to yeah. get a refund. Yeah. Dude, that's, that's one of the things, though, I'm telling you. You can't trust any of these shady-ass politicians, man. Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter, man. They don't, they're not out for you. These aren't leaders. To bring it back full circle, these aren't leaders like we were talking about before. These aren't people that are going to be out there, um, you know, whatever, out here trying to help you when, when shit gets bad for you. They don't, they don't care about you. You think they care about you? Hell no. So when people are putting up these Instagram things about Ted Cruz, um, being missing in action, all this jokes about Ted Cruz, this, that, and the third. You expected him to, what, come to your door and help you out? No chance. He's not going to help you. He doesn't give a shit about you. He don't know you. He's not he Tim doesn't... Tebow. Tim Tebow no. would be out there shirtless, shoveling snow for people. That's, for sure. That's the leader you want. I'm voting team Tim Tebow as senator of Texas next year. I'll second that, but I don't think we get a vote because we're not in Texas. I know somebody from Texas. So do I. He got my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Tim. So we're we're definitely not trying to get political or anything, but there is also like there's a bunch of stuff in the world, and we're not complaining. We're not talking politics or anything like that. But interesting thing is, uh, I saw that. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Trans women, trans men, whatever. If you are a man who transitioned into a female, you are now allowed to play female sports. 
which to me is crazy. Like, sure, softball, basketball, that's crazy and everything. But think about a man fighting a woman in a MMA, karate, wrestling, anything like that. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, I don't have a knock on it. To be honest, when you brought this up to me, I didn't even know you weren't allowed to in the first place. I thought you, this has always been like if you're um, transgender, um, if you um, go from like a male to a female, I thought uh, that you were always allowed to play a female sport. And like I said, to me, it's not something where I honestly don't I don't see a problem with it. Bro, think about a man fighting a female in the octagon. I mean, if they're the same weight, tra- like they, they, uh, to me, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I really don't. Damn, dude, I, I think that's crazy. Like, you're gonna have men out here competing for weightlifting Olympic <laughs> records in a female sport. Like, they're just gonna be breaking records as a man. Like, well, as a female, but like all their genetics as a man in a female body doing this kind of stuff. It's crazy, dude. I guess my counter argument to be that would be like what so if they you know identify as a female what would you want them to do at that point like just try to play like on the against the men or like yeah. what would your yeah if, you, if you're born a man that's where you should have to play your sports in my opinion because like I, I think it's a super unfair advantage to go and just change and then just go play in the female sport because bro imagine you versus a female basketball player you're dominating bro yeah i mean but there's i don't know i mean i, I think it's different to be honest with you. i don't know if i mean i'd like to think i would but i don't know i'm sure if you put a guy against Amanda Nunez, she's going to beat the shit out of the UFC champion. Amanda Nunez would beat the shit out of a lot of dudes. Yeah. But not a lot of dudes are training in the sport. We're talking guys who are training in the sport who are turning into a female going up against Amanda Nunez. That's a whole different ball game. I mean, to me, like I said, I don't see a problem with if you identify as a female and you play female sports um, to me, I don't have a problem with it. It is, you know, it is what it is. And uh, it'll probably make everyone's game, I would say, you know, uh, get better, you know, with that happening. So I'm going to ask you this question. If you put yourself in a female shoes, right? So say you're, you're Kanita Boyer, a sprinter from Ghana, and you're a female. And then some random dude, Joe Schmo, who just transitioned into being a female, still has all the men's parts and everything, goes and whoops your butt for a gold medal in the Olympics. How, how are you going to feel about that if you're a female? I, it's, I mean, would I be probably a little upset? Yeah, but it's competition. It's who, you're, it's who they put you up against. And you can't tell me, you know, if someone – feels that they're a woman or some feels they're a man they should be able to compete in what they identify as wow 
I see that that's crazy. Like not I'm not calling you crazy. I just think no, it's, that's crazy. Because I mean, like I I would, I, I don't know if I'm and that's the other thing. I don't know. People would say my take on that is a majority decision or it's a minority decision, to be honest with you. I don't know if people I, I bet people would probably be pretty split on that. I probably think so 50, too. 50. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like for me, dude, it, it's just nuts to me. Cause like if that was the case, I wish I could have just went back in time and re-identified as a female. Cause like I'm five eight right now. And I could have played I probably could have went and played college basketball if that was the case. I, I think I could have dedicated some time. I physically stronger. Like I would have dominated in the post at the five eight center. Dude, if I played girls basketball, guys, I've I, I'm probably it doesn't matter. If I played if I switched and played girls basketball, I'm probably still missing at least four or five layups a game. I'm still going probably like one for seven from the free throw line. <laughs> that doesn't you know that, yeah but you're getting every hard. single rebound yeah i don't to me like, i've seen it's 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 weird too because i you know gr- growing up i didn't give a lot of praise to um you know the whole you play like a girl so like i never gave a lot of praise to like wnba players and i never gave a lot of praise to like um you know uh, it's going to sound terrible, but a lot of female athletes that definitely deserved it. And now looking at it, my sister-in-law coaches um, girls basketball. And some of these girls, man, they can flat out play. They're really, really good. No, I, I completely agree. But that's why that's why I have this feeling on these guys who are transitioning into being girls and stuff shouldn't be allowed to just go into the female realm and just kind of take their shine because it's already happening like um put it this way so if chris paul played uh what's her face point guard wnba diana tarazi okay if they played each other they're both elite point guards one is considered the best one of the best ever to play in the wnba in diana tarazi right no dispute about that yeah chris Against Chris Paul, who will go down as one of the best of all time, but not like the tier one. He's going to be more or less tier two, tier three point guards. To ever yeah, play he's, the a game. Good, he's, a, he's a good point guard. So imagine him playing in the WNBA. Yeah, I mean, obviously he would dominate. But you, There's other things you got to look at, too. I mean, sports is, like you said, it's a brotherhood. It's a family, stuff like that. Earlier you said that, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So, if say <clears throat> this male, we'll, we'll use it as a male transitioning to a female. Mm-hmm. He's transitioning to a female. He's you know, he. There's probably things that he's gonna want to you know talk to females about. If they're identifying as a female, he wouldn't feel comfortable being in you know the men's locker room. He wouldn't feel comfortable you know, being around, uh, you know, other dudes and, and honestly, maturity level, especially if this is happening at a high school level, I'm not sure, you know, where exactly this is this at a high school level, this takes place or college uh, or th- this is taking place every single sport and everything like that at right. every level. So, I mean, I'm just, I'll use it as like a high school level, um, kids are mean man especially like um 
guys who are, you know, JV varsity players. They're very, uh, they think they're funny and they say, you know, things yeah. that are probably like very hurtful and they come deep. So that's something that if someone's, you know, identifying as something else, that's already enough of a, uh, already enough of a big, big thing in their life that they're dealing with that sports can be an outlet for them. So if they're an outlet to, you know, I, I want to play on the girls team, you know, who's to say they're even, they, they love sports like that, or they just want to belong to something, man. Cause a lot of these, a lot of people, they just want to belong to something. So that's, that's kind of where I feel as, as like get, maybe there are some physical advantages that they may have, but there's, dudes who have physical advantages in basketball who absolutely suck you know there's dudes who can jump through the gym we have you know friends that are diesel and they go down the basketball court and i would i would take any female in the world over you know some of these kids so i I think you know who you're referring to yeah i guess it's just a very um abstract way of looking at it but that's just how i feel about it no, that I, I agree with you 100% on the social aspect of it. But uh, from for me, it's I have no problem with transgender, um, homosexuals, lesbians, anything. I have no problem. Do what you got to do. Like, I'll do me. You guys, everybody else do you. Like, we can all be happy. But when it comes to a whole new, like, biological, physical, anything like that, and then you allow them to go into a whole new realm. Like there's going to be a lot of people who take advantage of this. There's scholarship opportunities on the line, right? So there's going to be a lot of people faking a transition, going female sports, stealing scholarships, going to school for free. Like I, I didn't really of- think of the scholarship thing. So like for me, I, I just think straight for the physical, the athletic part. But like you said, there's a lot of social advantages that like, from what i said the brotherhood stuff like brotherhood sisterhood everything like that yeah. teammates make you feel good like it's always good to feel belong to like belong yeah. to something so yeah i definitely agree with that part but man it, it's hard to it's a, such a new thing too so like we'll see how it goes but i'm glad yeah. we had we had, i think we had a constructive conversation about it so yeah and it's i mean i would say we like obviously it just show we definitely have different views on on you know but it's a conversation that definitely should be had, you know, it's, it's, and these are things that topics that people just are afraid to bring up. They're afraid to bring up topics of, um, you know, uh, the LGBTQ plus they're afraid to bring up, um, you know, race, they're afraid to bring up religion. They're afraid to bring up politics. And it's, it's, you know, questions that, need to be had you know these are just questions or things that need to be you know talked about absolutely and for our listeners we're not asking you guys to agree with one side or take my side take Connor's side it's just perspective so like if you guys have any like thoughts or anything dm us because we're more than willing to listen without being offended or mad or anything we're just chilling having conversations yeah yeah conversations that need to be had Right, we're not soft like that referee that decided to eject JJ Reddick. Oh, dude, we're getting <laughs> we're getting into that, bro. We are getting into that because that that fired me up, bro. 
Dude, let the people know what happened. So, J.J. Redick, it was actually coming down to uh, – it was the third quarter, almost the end of the third quarter. So, J.J.'s driving. I think he gets called for a foul. And as he gets called for, you know, the whistle blows. He tosses the ball, you know, with two hands and didn't look like there was a lot of force behind it. It wasn't like he was throwing this, whipping this ball, trying to hurt a ref, trying to hurt anyone. It was a bounce pass. It was a bounce pass to the ref. It hit the ref, too. Like, it bounced past – hit him the ref double tees this man and throws his throws himself out of the game so jj Roddick get thrown got thrown out of the game for essentially bounce passing the ball to the ref that's insane and it it fired you up and it, it fired me up to the point where i started thinking about my entire sports career and everything it was very short don't get me don't get it twisted or anything but like I've never had the opportunity to throw the ball at the ref or anything like that. But in that situation, after that call, I would have definitely done worse. Like I would have dropped the ball and made him pick it up like off the ground or something. Oh, the king of doing that shit would literally put the ball on the ground, not let it dribble and then walk away and like literally set it on the ground. Right. I was like, a little punk. Bro, that's more disrespectful than bounce passing it to the ref. Like the ref could have caught the ball, but I watched the video. He didn't even try to catch the ball. No, and so to me, this is the problem with the NBA. They are the refs can't say when they make a mistake. So instead of being like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have made that call," it's like, "Oh, I made the wrong call. I'm living with it. I'm, I'm going down with the ship. I'm just gonna continue to do the wrong shit." You know. So that's the part to me that's kind of it's insane to let certain people like they let. Le- and talk to him however they want and jj reddick bounces the ball to the ref and he gets thrown out of the game for that insane i think these refs need to have a review of themselves after every game they should have to watch their tape and see what they did wrong referees should have to have a press conference people should be able to ask the referees what they're thinking that's a, good on point. Stuff. That's a Ref- great point referees should also be fined you make a call I, like that yes Hundred percent agree with that. That last one, the refs should get fined. And I think if you're going to do anti-flopping, and these guys are flopping, okay, well, this ref just made a decision that could potentially, uh, you know, impact the outcome of the game. So he's yeah. making a uh, split decision. Yeah, it was wrong. So he should be fined, just like when people flop, they did, did wrong. They should get fined. And the thing too is. You can't have this double standard because not to you, but like these referees, they can't have the double standard. If that was LeBron James, he's not throwing LeBron James out of the game. He's not getting a technical. And not, it's because yeah. he's a he's a higher level player. And it's always it's kind of been that way for as long as I've been watching basketball. You got the the bigger names like Iverson, you know, um LeBron, uh I'm trying to think who else was a pretty solid complaint. Luka Doncic, huge complainer, complains to the ref a lot, and he doesn't get tossed like he should. Um, Draymond Green, he's Draymond Green. Two nights ago, lost his team the game because he got thrown out of the game. Uh, double tech at the end of the game was like eight seconds left. They hit both free throws, then hit a three because he gets thrown out of the game. Dude, it, it's crazy. It's seriously wild and. We're asking everybody in the world to be accountable, so we're gonna have to ask these referees to be accountable. That that it was so soft, dude. Like agreed. 
there needs to be something to come out of that too, because that can't just be like, Oh, all right. Well, you know, it's all set done. It's, it's, you know, said and done now. No, you kicked the guy out of a game. He got ejected from a game for bouncing the ball. And I, I, I am going to pay a lot of attention to this because I wonder if JJ might've said something earlier or, something like that. But from right now, the visuals that we got, the video that we saw, he didn't do anything except for bounce past the ball back to the referee and the ref couldn't catch it or something. Yeah. He didn't say anything either. I mean, it wasn't like, and it wasn't like he whipped it at his feet. Like if you whipped it at his feet, like bounce past to his feet. Right. Yeah. You know, I kind of get it, but it was a bounce that like literally bounced up towards his waist. And I think he actually, uh, JJ spun the ball to like redirect it around somebody. So it yeah. could get like, so that's not going to be a hard pass. It's literally impossible to ha- spin the ball like that. So it redirects to be like a hard, malicious pass. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I agree. I think it's, it's absolutely ridiculous what some of these NBA refs are doing. And then they're, <clears throat> the refs just aren't accountable at all. Like you said, they have, uh, you know, certain guys, James Harden and Trey Young, will initial contact fall into a defender and they get every single foul call. It's, it's horrible for the game. It slows down the game. It makes it, uh, you know, pretty hard to watch at times when they're doing that type of stuff. And the refs give them the fouls. You know, I'm not saying anything um, that James Harden and, and Trey Young aren't phenomenal players because they're a- absolutely amazing. James Harden might be one of the best offensive players to ever play the game. But at the same time, you need to look at the refs, and the refs are the one to blame on that, not James Harden, because not saying you're initiating contact, you're going into that man. It's actually a it should be a foul on the offense when they do that. Trey Young backs into defenders and literally will shoot the ball as he's going backwards to draw fouls. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I think basketball as a whole needs to start changing players, referees, everything. Like, I would like to see it be more of a physical game. Than a because fin- right now it's a very finesse game, hundred percent. So like I would like to see more physicality in basketball. You have, I I hate to say this, but like these dudes are specimens, bro. Like you have seven feet dudes who can move. Mm-hmm. Like let them play ball, man. Yeah, and but play. you get it, you know. Uh, you'll not you'll never get it because the NBA for some reason thinks that the one hundred. 20 to 130 games are more attractive than the 80s and 90s games when they were actually allowed to play defense how how 90s ball was that's actual basketball you know you're able to you know put your hand use use your arm to um you know ride as the defender kind of ride the person and now you can't do that you gotta have you know your hands out it's i mean the whole game is is predicated for the offense to be a way superior than the defense so they already put them at a huge disadvantage but it is what it is maybe one day it'll change maybe one day it won't yeah but with with all that we talked about i think uh that's a perfect place to cut it because your boys need to go out celebrate our 20th and this yeah. was a great 20th episode feeling confident about it what else can we say Sorry if we uh, give you any type of, uh, you know, relapse because we were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth on topics. So uh, living to the mediocre name. That's what we do. Yeah, brother. All right, bro. It's hog out time. Hog out. <laughs>